this is Dr. Ann Bird, and this is season two of the Ms. Chiefs podcast. This is also episode two, and it's back to everything, part two. Lots of twos. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. All right, I'm Ann Bird. And I'm Jen Mistel Kashina John. And this is a private podcast for Miss Chiefs members. And today we're talking about um, the implications of back to school in this unprecedented COVID-19 uh, global pandemic. So Jen, lay out for us sort of the magnitude of the problem. Right, so it's a question really um, to see where, where you fall within this, but um, we like to talk about our percentages about how we individually fall within those. So my questions are, are you one of 63% of uh, two parent families that work where both of you work um, in or out of the home? Um, are you one of 90% of single parents that work? Um, and is your child one of the 52% of kids that are going to be learning remotely this year instead of in a traditional classroom? These are all statistics that um, point to a big problem um, that we have that is going on right now, um, exacerbated by COVID. So what's the uh, answer? Let's say, yes, I am one of those. I'm actually not, but you are one of those. That's right. Yep, I am so, one of those. So what's the answer to, yes, I'm one of those? I've got a, I'm a, I'm a working parent in a single or two-parent household. I've got a kid going back to school, or I've got a kid learning remotely. What do I need to do to sort of make that problem better? Right. You need to plan, right? So there's so many levels of planning. There's just your typical planning so that you know what's going to happen next in your day, your week, your month. There's planning for self-care because there is a tremendous amount of parental burnout that's going on right now. Um, you know, we are in a time that as the days go on and the months carry on, we think we've got this under control and we're getting used to this new normal. But the fact of the matter really is that um, our subconscious minds and our well-being really aren't catching up and aren't doing okay. Um, you know, we talked a little bit um, together about parental burnout and that being a real thing. You know, when I read that, I was like, oh, come on, we're all burnt out all the time. I didn't understand that there is a true mental condition that we probably are all starting to go down the path in um, of parental burnout because we are in a time where our demands, um, our normal demands that are tough anyway, the stresses of working and parenting and everything else, um, are exacerbated by, um, you know, the, the COVID stuff. And so we are being pressured by the demands, and now we have less resources to help us deal with those demands. There isn't daycare in a lot of places. You don't have other people coming into your home to help you with your with your kids or with homework, or whatever, just because of the state that we're in. Um, and so it's a real thing that we need to figure out and we need to have a plan to address not only the day-to-day -day living, but our our own personal well-being. Yeah. And in the resources section of the Miss Chief's website, there's a preparedness guide that's cleverly named back to everything, a question guide for preparedness. 
Um, and Jen, you created this to sort of help you and your family address what you guys had to figure out. Um, and we won't walk through this question by question, but uh, give us some context in terms of kind of how you were thinking about the types of things that needed to be addressed in um, getting your family back to school. Yeah, so, you know, it actually came from multiple conversations, but you and I had a conversation when you said, what are you going to do? Are they going back to school or, you know, who's staying home? Who's going? And you start to ask yourself these questions and you realize as easy as they appear when you see them in writing that you haven't asked yourself those questions and you don't have a plan. And when we don't have a plan, then it becomes panic. Everything becomes um, anxiety ridden because when you have to figure out, figure it out on the fly or at the last minute, that just creates an environment of stress and angst. So asking yourself these questions, I sat, I sat down and I said, okay, what do I need to know? I need to know when they're going back. Seems logical, but I need to know when they're going back in terms of how long do I have to get things ready, right? We all know they go back in September, but when you put it on a calendar, you're like, I only have three weeks left. I yeah. got to get this in show Virginia. On the they road. go back in September. Yeah, but in other LA. people are already there. Yeah. So, um, but you know, you you start to think I have one son that's going to be working or uh, schooling remotely, and another one that's attending. So, how's our schedule going to work? Who's getting one to the school? How's the other one going to set up from home? What technology does it need? The school says they're giving them, you know, a workbook, laptop, but we need monitors, we need cameras. Do we have that ready for, you know, three weeks from now? So I found it very beneficial, beneficial, even though somewhat uh, seemingly easy um, to ask myself the questions and, and do the work to write down my actual plan. Yeah. Well, we know there's so much power in asking the questions and writing down the answers. You know, I mean, it really does put your brain, your neurobiological systems through a kind of relaxing, thoughtful, stress reducing protocol. So, you know, if for no other reason, if you already know the answers to these questions, we still encourage you to go to the website, print the plan and physically write your answers down. It really will be a stress mitigator for you. Right. The idea of working through the problem gives your brain a little peace. Um, and it's interesting, this idea of parental burnout, because I would have said as a single mom, I was pretty burned out as a parent on my best day. You know, yeah. you know, minus a global pandemic. So, uh, you know, the the complicating effects, the complicated stressors of um, the pandemic make things really challenging. So uh, let's talk for a minute about managing your stress and your anxiety uh, and your overwhelm, right? These are all conditions of habituated thought, right? And we've already got a neurobiological challenge with kind of the percentage of thoughts that we think being negative. Um, you know, we've got a lot of work in the mindset space that we do in our coaching program. But for purposes of today's conversation, uh, let's just consider that most of the thoughts we think every day are negative. And most of the thoughts we think every day are the same thoughts we thought yesterday. So if yesterday we thought COVID was an absolute disaster and it was going to have disastrous effects on our kids and our home life, we're probably thinking that again today and, and statistically we'll think it again tomorrow. So part of what you want to do is kind of create an interrupt for yourself to battle against these negative thoughts. 
And for every negative thought you have, in order to convince your brain of a more positive point of view, you have to counter that negative thought with five positive thoughts. Literally, there has to be a five to one ratio of positive thoughts to get over the negative thoughts. So how many negative thoughts do you think you're thinking every day when it comes to COVID in school? Uh, uh, infinite. <laughs> so yeah, a whole lot. And, you know, I was just thinking as you were, uh, you know, talking through that, um, we, we conjure up negative thoughts. That's what our brains do. Mine does it all the time, and I have to actively, every single minute of the day, tell myself a different story. But then you have the influences, the, the external influences. You've got TV who's telling you the sky is falling. You've got social media. Like We are being infused with negative information, and that only, you know, our brains are going, see, told you, told you it's really, really bad. So you have to get into this practice of saying, okay, slow down, wait a minute, let's try and find some other way to think about this. Yeah. All right. So let's say that we've worked through the planning guide, right? And now we know all the answers to all of the questions and we feel better, right? Okay. So we know who's taking care of our kids. We know what the schedule is. We have a plan for lunches and breaks. Uh, we have a plan for how we're going to manage our own Zoom meetings. You know, all of that sort of stuff is underway. Now, how do we also manage sort of the rest of the stress? Um, these uh, kind of stress mitigators apply to every single condition. So they're not just good for you in COVID. They're good for you in the regular anxieties of everyday life. And when you've got an inflamed situation like COVID, you really do want to be paying closer attention to how you're managing your stress. So there are some very basic things that you can do for yourself. Um, some of them you're going to like and some of them you're not going to like. Um, right. One, uh, get control of the clutter in your house. Your brain sees the clutter and that is um, more disruptive than it needs to be. If there's a way you can sort of clean things out, create a bit of a minimized setting, your brain will thank you for that. If you can dial down your caffeine, your brain will thank you for that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I am down, I sort of generally do one cup of coffee a day. I really want five. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I'm restricting myself pretty aggressively to one. Um, dial down your alcohol consumption, right? So there are a lot of people who at the end of the day want a glass or seven um, of <laughs> wine. <laughs> Uh, you know, the alcohol isn't doing great things for your anxiety, even though in the moment it feels like it is. So you want to kind of get off the, get off the booze. Um, you want to do things that are habituated in your life that are reliable to you. So if you have a morning routine, um, that includes getting up at a certain time, uh, having a few minutes of exercise, even if it's only 10, uh, something that's sort of repeatable and reliable in your life is good. And your anxiety doesn't like exercise and it doesn't like regular sleep. Um, I know when you have an autistic child at home, uh, regular sleep is sort of a laughable circumstance. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of us, go to bed early, get up early, um, really do kind of take care of ourselves with sleep. Um, and then you also want to stay super hydrated right? Make sure you've got your 70 ounces of water kind of going in every day. Um, and you also want to be offering your brain something to learn every day, 
right? Because your brain really appreciates that activity. So if it's listening to a podcast, if it's reading a book, you know, you want to be offering your brain something new and something interesting. You're accomplishing something off of your list, which your brain likes to, you know, your brain likes to accomplish things. And it really does uh, get a lot of benefit from new and variety. Uh, you know, have a little fish every week, a little omega-3, a little tuna fish, a little something safe uh, from the fish family. Um, and then if you've got your essential oils diffuser, you know, just sort of blow some nice air uh, around in your workspace. So that will have a bit of a calming effect as well. Um, and these are just some really simple things you can do to dial down your stress. And you want to make both the planning um, and the execution uh, routine. Right. I, you know, when you, again, I, I, I emphasize this because I think that, um, you know, it's, it's important to remind ourselves, we know this stuff, right? So we know we shouldn't be, um, drinking too much alcohol or having too much caffeine. This is not new information. What's new here and what we are encouraging you to do is actually practice it. So knowing it, I know a lot of things that are good for me. I don't do them very often, right? And so this coaching um, practice is really what it is. You, We are giving you the steps. You have to use them. And when you use them over and over and over again, that's when the transformation begins, right? We know this stuff, right? This is not all new information. What's new is delivering it and practicing it and giving it a chance. And to your point, we don't like to do this stuff right. all the time. You know, in, in some of our coaching exercises um, that we'll get into at a later date, you know, writing things down, journaling different things. I, I have a huge, like, I don't want to do that. Um, but when I do it and the more I do it, I start to see the changes in my behavior and the changes in the way that I feel. So don't look at these lists and things as like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. It's easy until you have to practice it and do it and, and actually live it on a daily basis. I have a, one quick example of this. Um, at the beginning of COVID, my family convinced me, which they've been trying to do for years, to put um, the ping pong table that I despise that was in our garage in our formal living room. I said, okay, fine, we'll do it while we're home. You guys can have this. But as soon as this COVID thing is done, I'm thinking two weeks. Um, it's going back, back, back out to the ping pong garage. table's out of here. Right? Well, the ping pong table just left last week. And I finally said, it's bugging me so bad. I get that you guys are getting enjoyment out of this, but you can get enjoyment out of it in the garage where it's not an eyesore for me. Every time I walk by this room, I get angsty because it's too much disarray. And the more, the busier I am, the more stress we have with back to school. I finally just said, that's it. The ping pong table is out. Seems ridiculous, right? My husband's like, God, how can a ping pong table cause you this much stress? Well, it did because it was out of order and I felt like it was just too much chaos. Yeah. So we removed the ping pong table and I felt better. And so <laughs> um, decluttering and making your space um, more inviting for you and, and your brain um, really does honestly help. Yeah. So if you do only one thing for yourself today, 
Declutter. Remove the ping pong table. De- declutter something. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Chiefs. We love you every day. Yes, and look look to the website. There's lots of resources out there that we want to point you to. Um, you know, again, do the work. And I promise as you continue to do the work and you dedicate some time to yourself and your well-being, you're going to see the results. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Thanks for today. Cheers. <laughs>